Hello everyone, my name is Oskar Lagerosen and I'm the founder of The Total Living. Now I would like to read out loud the 12th blog post of the One Glance article series covering more in detail on what projects mean. So in today's world, projects mean different things from a research endeavor to multi-billion infrastructure expansion. Thus, the definition remains vague despite advancements in project management. And even David Allen, the founder of Getting Things Done methodology, notes that, quote, one of the most bizarre phenomena I have encountered in 30 years of working closely with some of the brightest and busiest people in the world is how difficult it is for most to grasp the idea of what a project is and to consistently manage their total inventory of the same. Unquote. So let's go back to our definition of projects. The popular blogger and productivity thought leader, Tiago Forte, which I recommend a lot, he has influenced me a ton, defines project as, quote, a tightly scoped short-term commitment with clear desired outcomes that describe end states and a deadline or delivery date, which then becomes a really review date when passed, unquote. And this is similar to our definition from the last post, from the last video, from the last episode. In the very end, after an intense journey in the metaphysical realms and task definitions, I defined projects as the desired outcome that requires more than one session of novel tasks. And fusing the two last definitions, both mine in the previous video and episode and Tiago's, we get <clears throat> projects is a desired outcome that, it, that requires more than one session with a clear short-term deadline. And the deadline aspect is key because it gives accountability. Either you achieve the outcome or you didn't achieve it. And because oh, projects override the session length by default, which is a deadline for tasks. It's like, okay, when the session is up, it's no longer a task if you still not finish. But projects are overriding it, so we need a new deadline. And thus the end date must be very explicit here because otherwise it's so easy to just continuously doing something for uh, ages, but uh, you want to establish some kind of urgency and accountability. In the book, Making It All Work, David Allen again recommends a year to be the maximum time limit for projects. And we can accept the proposition as an upper bound for projects, although there are benefits for shorter durations. And now I'd like to talk about small batch projects. And what, I'm, what do I mean by small batch projects? In order to explain it, let me uh, illustrate with some uh, examples from uh, all sectors of uh, modern industry and economy. Because in recent times, smaller batches with more frequency have become the key to massive success and competitive advantage, whether in manufacturing, software, or other industries. The most popular example is Toyota. By reducing the sizes of orders in the assembly lines and amplifying their frequency, because of smaller orders, much easier to handle with. 
Toyota dramatically increased the number of cars produced, making the company one of the world's top car manufacturers. The lean and agile methodologies also promote the usage of release early, release often. With more opportunities for feedback with less investment, the company can allocate resources properly following the demand and feedback. Moreover, Eliyahu Goldratt defines in his massive bestseller, The Goal, three metrics to keep in mind and aiming to deliver maximum value. The first one is throughput, which is the number of units finished and sold, i.e. completed. The second is inventory, which is the number of unfinished units in the production system. The third is operational expense, which is investment of time and money to convert inventory to throughput, which can be... Um, Analogy would be assembly line or when you're working something from completion, from inception to completion rather, and uh, all what it takes in terms of like energy and time and stuff like that, that is operational expense. Goldratt proclaims that you must minimize both inventory and operational expense as much as possible to ensure maximum throughput. So in other words, Make the entire process much faster and much easier, just like Toyota did. The theory of constraint methodology by Goldratt came to revolutionize companies, producing staggering growth with the same resources. In future blog posts and future videos and episodes, we will examine the methodology deeper because there is a lot to take in. And if you ever think about automatization and uh, being more efficient in general, the theory of constraint methodology and the, um, what's it called? I'm trying to figure out. What, okay, theory of constraints, yeah. This one is the best for achieving the perfect outcome. So the key takeaway from all the examples above is that you want to make your projects as small as possible. Moreover, you want to increase the number of projects completed, driving forward your results. Think of your projects as your deliverables, your products, your stuff, basically, that you want to basically produce rapidly. So in other words, you're aiming for rapid project turnover. You will achieve more projects with less time by decreasing the time required for each project. And uh, next week's videos and episode, I will dive deeper into how to enable small projects to happen, because there are some uh, tricks that you can use in order to successfully do it. And those are very powerful, I can say, and testimony to that. But for now, keep that in mind when taking on new commitments that you want to make it as easy as possible and as uh, little time duration as possible. So the question remains, how do we actually handle project in the one glance system? Because I argued before for extra care of projects because they require one or multiple exits. You need to have a place to write down everything that you did and what to do next in the project so you can effortlessly pick up the progress 
whenever you get back to the project again. Therefore, for projects that require multiple information and sources, you need a project page to have everything related to the project. If the projects are much simpler, i.e. it only requires outcome and action, you do not need to write the project page. And in general, you want to make it as simple as possible. Project page should only be used when there are a lot of info to keep track of. It's like a centralized place, can you say, a simple list containing an overview of the projects. But if you can get away with just, okay, this is an outcome and this is an extraction for very simple ones. For instance, like, okay, buy, buy a headphone or stuff like that. Then um, you can basically get away without a project page. And I will explain in the next video and episode how you will do that in practice. So the following categories are applicable when designing your project page. So you can see here, if you're watching on YouTube, that we got desired outcome, minimum next actions, resources, and back burner as a start. And these are the most general suggestions and uh, you can adapt it um, according to whatever the project of yours need, which I will show later. The desired outcome describes the overall objective and outcome. Write in the present tense how it looks like if it's successfully completed. For instance, a project that can be called finished group assignment can have the desired outcome of group assignment that is comprehensive with logical thinking processes is handed in. The process did not have any wasteful activities and it went smooth. So it's kind of like a journaling, but more in the future, so to speak. So uh, in order to project and visualize whatever it means, because if you can't imagine it, then it's harder to make it happen. It's just how it is. And this is how the brain works with the reticular formation and stuff like that. So the clearer and more vivid the desired outcome is, the easier it will be to focus and develop the next actions to move it forward. Next, we have minimum next actions. If you had nothing else to do apart from making progress, how would it look like? Describe it as mundane and clear as possible as if you would instruct a stranger on how to do it, for it's like, Open, open file, type this, and uh, open that link and stuff, stuff like that. So um, you can basically do it right away. And, um, but you save it for later. And I will come back to it in the next video and episode. Then we have the resources. And um, it is a section where your links and documents belong to. And it's highly beneficial to have one centralized place for everything you need just as you would not run around the entire house to find all tools for the kitchen. And when, if you're using multiple different programs, thank you, you can just link them in one, um, in one place of uh, your choice in terms of um, whether you choose the note-taking app or reminder, stuff like that. At last, we have the back burner, which contains everything you're finished with. We can be obsolete sources, future actions, something that you might want to do there. It's, you can basically treat it like an archive, something to dump when in doubt. So now I want to give you an example of how a project page can look like. And keep in mind that these are very adaptable to your needs, which you will see. So if you're watching this on YouTube, and 
there's the picture is also in the, the article. So if you click in the show notes, if you're listening on podcast and uh, scroll down a bit, you will see a picture which is called Ship Blog Ship Post 17. One glance part 12. What is a project? This is the name. So notice in the desired outcome that I use the present tense and uh, the details of the minimum next actions like okay open up post starting a new one free flow time then it based okay i can just type whatever based based on the outline and you can also see that i created a new section and it's called the outline and uh, that is perfectly fine because you as i previously said you can adjust the template as much as you want design the project to what makes the most sense for you so you can see here because i made this uh, blog post, which I'm recording and reading right now. I um, made sure the day before to make an outline. So therefore, it was by definition two, two different sessions, which then makes it a project because I worked on it on two different sections. First, creating the outline and then creating the text and stuff like that. And uh, you can also see on the resources that my most trusted ones, the PowerPoint and uh, the blog post page, are, um, are there in case I need them. And you can also use your vocabulary and abbreviations such as <laughs> you can see if you're watching YouTube, TTL stands for the total living and TOC stands for uh, theory constraints and stuff like that. So as long as they make perfect sense to you. But nevertheless, use a project page only if you need more information than just desired outcome and minimum next actions. And uh, if not, the next video and episode will describe how to manage tasks and projects in the right context. So in conclusion, we have now adopted the standard definition of a large project to much smaller and actionable one. So in other words, our definition of project is the desired outcome that requires more than one session with a clear short-term deadline. For maximum output, the smaller is the better. Ideally, more tasks and projects, actually, which I will come back to tomorrow. Use a project page whenever you have many resources and a lot of information and stuff in general to keep track of in relation to this project. Tomorrow's video and episode will introduce the weekly view and how you can use it to keep track of all your tasks and projects. And if you like this video and episode and wish that your friends could live a stress-free and productive life as well, please share it. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter, to the YouTube channel, and uh, to the podcast. And with that, I want to say thank you for your attention and have a very nice day. See you in the next one.